Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to a high standard production. hip-hop culture and geek culture together i'm your boy deuces and this is one-on-one with deuces and right now i am speaking with somebody that i truly truly are a fan of man somebody i've been following their career for quite some time and i feel truly um appreciative that this person is here man we got what's good in the building yeah <laughs> yeah what's so, up bro Man, doing good, doing good. So uh, I always like to make sure that I give the people that I'm interviewing their flowers because a lot of the times we give them their flowers when they're gone. So I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that I kind of like let you know how I got introduced to you and just kind of where I'm at with uh, my fandom for what you, your work. Because I got introduced to you, to you through Trill. And okay. they reached out to us and we did um, a Midwest version of their song, Spaceships. So I don't know if you remember this, but I did wow. reach out to you a while ago, around that time, and I was like, hey, man, we did this, this version of their song that's popping off in the Midwest. And I was like, if, I, if we shoot the footage up here in Milwaukee and send it to you, will you be able to edit it? Because I knew that your price was getting up because I know that you also was working with Ozone Magazine. Shout out to Randy Roper and everybody over there. So I was like, all right, wow. I know. I was like, I don't want to undercut him, but I do want to try to see if I can slide in there. And we just couldn't, you know, I was a broke artist at that time, so I couldn't get the fee to get there. But that's when I first kind of reached crazy. out to you. Yeah, I first out. This is like, like years ago, or maybe over 10 years ago. That was a while ago, right? So that's when I first got introduced to you. And then I started just seeing, like, you know what I'm saying, you uh, continue to to grow. You started working, uh, you did uh, Bobby Ray's uh, B.O.B., for those who don't know, call him by Bobby Ray, but you did his uh, album cover. And I was like, I remember talking to Randy Roper and he was like, yeah, you know, B.O.B. about to, because, you know, Ozone was really, they was really all on the B.O.B. train. And he was like, yeah, Bobby Ray's about to put out his album and everything. And then uh, he was like, I think he, yeah, he had name dropped. He was like, he got this dope ass cover. We worked with What's Good. And I was like, damn, What's Good? And I was like, dog, that's crazy. So then um, that came out and I was like, yo, he's about to, he's about to take off. And then um, I think uh, I then I, I got reintroduced back to you around the Vine when I start seeing you popping up with the Vine crew and everything. And I was just like, yo, he's out here working. So like I've been following you from quite some time uh, with that, just uh, just starting off from a fan of your work and they respecting the hustle and the grind. So I just want to wow. say, man, like you do amazing, amazing work and I appreciate everything man. that you put out here. I'm, I'm honestly like, bro, flattered, you know, cause you never, it's weird, man. You you do work and you kind of just kind of like keep your head down and you don't, you know, you look at other people, but you just kind of like just focus on yourself and you never think that anybody would actually pay attention to the stuff you're doing. So like, I really, like truly appreciate it. It really means a lot because I, it's really surprising. I'm like, damn dog, like I know my story, but like <laughs> the fact that you told me all these things, I'm like, oh shit. Like, that's really tight, man. I appreciate it, man. No, I mean, you, you legit got fans out here because it's like, it's one of the things that when people like, um, when people like to see somebody that's very passionate about their craft, especially when it comes down mm-hmm. to whatever culture that they're invested in. 
So like with me, yeah. I was invested in that music culture and just to see somebody from that other side of it behind the camera taking that much pride in their work and putting it out. I had a truly uh, a true yeah. appreciation for that, right? Um, so then um, I, when I when I started uh, seeing that you became becoming a content creator. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to subscribe to his content and see what everything that he put out. And just seeing that growth within that realm, that that was super dope. Um, but that's funny because, I, and then I also, like, just going over doing my research, I was like, man, we kind of got a shared past in regards to how our names got started. Because mm -hmm. you were a big Dipset fan, and it came from that, what's really good and what's good. And Geek Set is, when we was putting it together, we was like, all right, we're trying to have the hip-hop and the geek culture. So I was like, what type of collective group? And then we came up with Dipset, and we was like, Geek Set. And so it was like, it's, it's like our, our past, our, our start, our creation, kind of yeah. mirrored each other with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's so right, man. So you're so, out in Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah we're, we're based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You ever been out here? Never. Man. Never. What were you saying? I got to visit. Yeah, man, definitely. I know because I know you uh, working with Paige. Was was that out in Detroit, or did you not get out to Detroit? No, I never made out to Detroit. No. Oh, never I saw. I, I, okay, I thought y'all shot y'all video in the, uh, his video in Detroit. No, nah, my actually one of my buddies shot the video, Dustin Poteet. I didn't. I stopped doing music videos. Hmm, maybe like two thousand. I think maybe fifteen was probably my last music video that I did. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Yet. I know, I know you haven't put out because I know you was working on some of those series, and we're gonna we're gonna get into those series because I want to make sure that we highlight what you've been working on, what you put out there, and everything like that. Um, so for those uh, who are not aware of what's good, let's go ahead and give a rundown. What should like what is who is what's good in 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 a, in a holistic situation? If you had to introduce yourself to our listeners. Um. I would consider myself like a young hype Spike Spielberg. Uh, some of my favorite directors melded into one. Hype Williams, because he always hits you with that visual that's just kind of like, whoa, that's in your face and you don't want to stop looking. Uh, Spielberg, because like he comes from a very humble family type perspective and I really embody that. Uh, I'd say Spike because like he's just, he's loud with it. He doesn't really care what people think. Um, I've, I'm, I'm in a, you know, I, I care what people think, but then at the same time, I just, sometimes I'm just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm putting it out there. Um, and Young Hype Spike Spielberg. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's dope. That, that's pretty much, that, that's kind of like it right there. Yeah. Um, I'd probably add one more person on there and that'd be Edgar Wright. Like I'm, I'm trying to get to that level of, of directing and thinking, so. All right, that's dope. That's dope. So you did touch on it a little bit, and you said that you know you haven't shot music videos since 2015. Tell mm -hmm. me about that transition from I guess I maybe for me the transition I saw from it went from music videos to that content creation of Vine, YouTube, and things like that. Am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, I kind of started out as a as a content creator. You know, like I always wanted to be in front of the camera. Uh, very early on in my, you know, just life. Um, and I started out creating YouTube videos and someone, one of the engineers, because uh, I was on radio at the time, I didn't know how to get into the industry. So the first thing I gravitated towards was radio. So I was on the radio in Texas and um, I did an internship at Disney World. And uh, while I was out there, I was trying to be a part character that didn't work out. Um, yeah, you and, wanted to be a Power Ranger or yeah, I was trying to, monk, right? trying to do all that. Yeah, I was trying to do all that. <laughs> yeah. and, um, I started making YouTube videos, and the engineer was like, "You should check out Full Sail University." And I was like, uh, "What is that?" So I checked it out, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is tight. Maybe I could work from behind to get in front." Yeah. So I was trying to be like an editor because I thought that's what I wanted to do, and um, that wasn't really working out at first. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I just ended up directing and then just really gravitating towards that. So that's when I got into music videos and photography. And um, after doing it for a while, you know, it just, you know, sometimes with like projects you do that doesn't really like the connective tissue isn't there for, you know, really feeling like you're a big piece of the pie. And I felt like I was just a, just a, a small contributor to someone else's like 
bigger dream. Um, when Vine came along, I was still, sh I was filming the videos and they were just like, oh, you should shoot, you should be in the videos. You're funny. I was like, well, dang, I guess maybe this is the thing I can do. You know, I could take stuff I learned with filming and then put myself in front of the camera. So that's kind of like how that birthed. And that was a crazy uphill battle because I'm, I'm here with just kind of like the world's funniest. Right. And like I'm, I'm your, I'm your local class clown trying to fit into this world of comedy that I don't really exactly understand. I mean, like I, I know my, my natural funny, but there's, there's another level to it. So that's what that was. That was me just, putting myself out there and thank God it worked out. And that that's what was different for me. Cause like I said, I was a fan from you behind the scenes. So when I started seeing you on the screen, I was already watching like King Batch, Clarity, Daystorm yeah. and all that. So then when I start seeing you integrated with them, I was like, man, I didn't even know he was that funny because like, I never got a chance to meet you. So yeah. I, I just, I didn't know that aspect of you. And you know, your, your images, now versus the images of you back then has changed because your personality wasn't in your images back then. It was more so like just like dope, dope photography because I know that you like anime inspired, you know, comic yeah. inspired. So like you would see the the image and then it's just more like you see like the graphic work and everything, but it didn't really show the funny side of you. Yeah. So like I said, you, you know, I know you have photos out there now that showcase that so where people can look at the photos and say, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I know what type of person or what type of time I am yeah. with this type of creator. Yeah. Um, did you live on Vine in, on, in the Vine uh, building or the Vine Avenue or what was it called? You know, crazy. Uh, so I lived like Vine was the Vine building was off Vine Street. Yeah. I lived in North Hollywood off Vineland Avenue. OK, so, so like there was like, yeah, there was like Hollywood. Hollywood and Vine, and then there's Vineland Avenue. So there's the the Valley Viners, and then the Hollywood Viners, and like yeah. we all work together. Yeah. So. Was it so? What was that planned? Like not not so. It was the the Vine Street. Yeah. Every time I I see one of them get asked that question, they'll never really directly answer it. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't planned. It was just it was just kind of like fun to do. You know, like I'd go around just to film their vines. Uh, me and Batch, we actually Batch found me. Off of YouTube is weird. I found his videos and then like he hit me up because he saw the Spider-Man film I did. And then we connected and we started shooting like YouTube videos. Yeah. And then um I introduced him to Daystorm and then Vine came out. And then it was just kind of like we're already doing YouTube videos, so we just might as well shoot Vine. So I was there filming it and hanging out, and it just in a month batch hit a million. Daystorm hit a million, Page hit a million, Clarity hit a million. Like it was just like everyone started hitting millions and yeah. the whole, like everything just changed. Everything was changing right before our eyes. Um, I would say Daystorm kind of predicted it. He was like, this is what happens when platforms come out, you know, like brands are going to start coming. This is going to change everyone's life. And it did. I always, I, I always envisioned that if Hollywood would stop playing and they gave you guys all just like, a sitcom together because I feel like you guys collectively has always put out really dope content and I was like man like especially with, with everybody rocking the way they're rocking right now I was like man if they did like you guys can legit bring back the sitcom there's not that many dope sitcoms out anymore and yeah. I feel like yeah. with that cast because even even from the ladies that was involved with it with like the Hannah Stockings and you know the Amandas yeah. and like just everybody that was involved with it I feel like if there was a sitcom with those with with that core group I think that that would be really dope and I just always I think, envision I think, that. I think there's something there I, I think it's something we've always talked about um you know, we've all tried different things at different times. Um, and it's just, it's weird, you know, like how people's careers take off. Everyone takes off in different ways. Like yeah. for myself, I'm, I'm more so kind of stepping back from the acting thing. Like if it happens, cool, but it's, you know, I got to get back to like the core of directing and creating. So yeah. my path has been more about directing. Batches is more on acting. Daystorms is, Daystorm stays with social media. Yeah. I'm not sure what Amanda's doing. But you know, like, and I know Clarity. He's he's full on actor producer. Uh, you know, it's, it's fitness. All that he even got extremely buff. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Uh, so, so like, crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. But that, like I said, it's dope to see the growth. And, you know, especially just to, just to see where, like you said, it all started from. We all just trying to get it. And now you're seeing everybody hitting just different major platforms and everything. Um, yeah. I think that one of the ones that really impressed me about you um, was, like, the, everything that you started doing with Funimation recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. like, and it was funny because, like, um, I don't know, did you... Did you uh, do the um, the Deku um, image video thing where it was like you was holding, like you was doing the? Uh, uh, did nah, you do that or did I, somebody else do it? Yeah, I brought someone else out to do that, um, to do the animation behind it. But I had like the idea of what I wanted to do, um, and I saw this guy uh, Kenson. He does some amazing work, some amazing sick work, and I'm like, bro, I want to, like, I got a gig coming up with Funimation. Let's connect, and so. It was me, him, and my other... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Buddy Miguel. Uh, Miguel's a dope, dope artist as well. He did one of the other images, but he, he makes toys. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, we just connected, collaborated, and uh, it was just a, a crank session on making something sick. Yeah, and that's, that's I was like, man, because it looked so dope. And I remember telling my other podcast mates, I was like, yo, I was like, Bro, right here, he's like I. So I, based off of the work that I've seen you did, I assumed it was you. because so, yeah. it was that it was it was of that quality. So you know, shout out to you and your team because you guys definitely have a signature style or just even how you envisioned it and just being able to bring somebody in it that kind of like stands a testament to the style that you have. Um, but I was just like, yo, like this looks dope, and it's kind of like the same realm of what we're trying to break into a little bit more. So like, we work a lot with Crunchyroll. But like that, um, just being able to be you unapologetically yeah. in that realm and for them to accept it that way, I think that that was really dope just to be able to see. Yeah, there's some really cool people, man. They, they, the people over Funimation really have like championed me a lot. So it's really cool to connect with them. Right. So your, your love for anime came from the time that you lived out in Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, so how was that? Best time of my life. <laughs> Honestly, best time of my life. I mean, like, at first when you're a kid, you don't really appreciate it. And uh, it grows on you really quickly. You know, you're integrated into the culture. You see it every day. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, I, I started doing martial arts. Well, I was already doing martial arts, but I ended up getting my black belts out there. And, yeah, you, you got know, two of them, right? Yep. Just yep. being really integrated with, with the culture. I should be practicing today but i just busy with everything else oh but, so you you still practice no i don't train as much as i need to oh i, <laughs> <laughs> I i'm more so lift weights now but i i, I mean i was training okay. uh, and all my friends they're like professionals at it so there's like levels sometimes there's levels of things and it's just like you know what i'll probably never reach those heights so i'm just gonna chill back and focus on this um okay. like one of my buddies he's like the uh he's a stuntman for black panther another one um does all the stunts for uh what's her name Catwoman and and uh what's, what's scarlett johansson's character black widow uh, black widow yeah so just being around those guys is, is good enough for me yeah, you know, like, oh man, I know all the tight people are cool. Right. <laughs> you know, all, the, all the movers and the shakers, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of that though, because um uh you did uh didn't you do like a commercial with like Lexus and Black Panther and everything, right? Or yep. right? Yeah. And then I know you had the where's uh, who was Miles Morales short that you did, right? Yeah. So my question, because I know that like you getting back into that well, focusing on directing and trying to, you know, get back to that core. Um have you, I know that you were trying to make something happen. Have you, have you made any contacts with Marvel to try to do anything? Have you, you know, has anything progress yeah, from that? I mean, I've, I've met a lot of different Marvel contacts. Um, it's kind of, it's up and down, hit or miss. Uh, and it's just, it, you know, it's really about timing. I yeah. think I need to 
go ahead and use my auto suggestion techniques to make that come to fruition. But in between that, I've been working on my own project. I, I did this character named The Blash. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into uh, that. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, man, no, it's you know I've I'm always pitching out here. I'm always pitching. I'm always trying to shadow, make connections, and level up. Um, it's just a timing thing, and you know, really, it's really about planting those seeds that blossom later. So I feel like we're coming up on a blossoming season um, from seeds I've planted for years now. It's just, it's really just about continuing to push and continue to put stuff out. You know where I think that you can definitely shine? So we had this conversation about um, Netflix acquiring the rights to One Piece. And I'm saying, I was like, so I'm like, if you think about superhero movies back in the day, um, they wasn't there, they wasn't taken that serious, right? So it took somebody to take it serious for the, for us to start getting all this dope shit that we got now, right? And I was like, man, I was like, I'm not, I was like, Netflix, they got a hit and miss run. All their animes that they acquired that turned live action, I didn't necessarily like. But yeah. if you look at the live action Marvels that they acquired and then they worked with, they put actual time and thought into it. So I said, I'm going to wait until the trailer for the One Piece because I said, if they are taking the same approach that they took with the Marvel properties, then it can, it can potentially be dope. And that is an untapped realm because nobody has done a live action anime well. Now, thinking of you, I feel like if you, I feel like with your love of anime and with your director's directorial skills, I feel like if they, if you was to take it serious, you would put out a dope anime short. Ah, just give me a chance. That's yeah. all. Just give me, give me a shot. You know. Um, uh, yeah. Future Trunks still your favorite? Absolutely. Okay. Trunks is my favorite in general. Well, I know that, and the only reason I ask is because lately you've been giving My Hero Academia mad love, which I don't, I don't hate because I, I love My Hero Academia, and I was wondering. Has my hero eclipsed your love for Dragon Ball Z? No, nah, I don't think anything's ever gonna eclipse my love for Dragon Ball Z. Uh, my hero is is a good one though. I really like it a lot. I feel like it's the best of Naruto and Dragon Ball Z together without all the talking. You know, yeah, yeah I, I like it a lot. I, like, I really gravitate towards Deku's. You know, just kind of like persistence and push. Look, I got, I got my man right here. Yeah, see, I see the Funko Pop behind you. You know. Oh yeah, I got another Deku back there, but I, yeah, like I, um, I, I really appreciate just kind of like his, his hustle, and you know, really, it's really about speaking what you want into existence. And that's something I gravitate towards. You know, Goku, he was just always about like I just I'm eager to fight, and Naruto, I can't really speak on Naruto really, just because like I didn't really follow him that much, but Deku for sure. Yeah. It's you know I I really embody that that type of energy you know yeah. when it comes to like work and and putting stuff out. Yeah, you know I I we you know it's always that debate between Dragon Ball and Naruto and everything like that. And I I tell everybody all the time I said Naruto definitely has a better story than Dragon Ball, but Dragon Ball no matter what is goat just for action just for like you get amped up once you hear that kind. Yeah. Man, like, <laughs> like you like the 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 emotion that you get when watching Dragon Ball, you get amped up for everything that you know yeah. from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z to Super. Um, yeah. Do you so, play Kakarot? Of course, yeah, I, I I love it. Fire, yeah. And, you know, because people and people say it's the same as Xenoverse, but I'm like, it is, but it's not because you get it's more open world. Like you got way more open world. It's your, it's your it's your GTA of, of Dragon Ball Fighting. Yeah, no, I can't wait. To, I can't wait till the new patch come out because I think they're going to do a super patch. I hope so. Like I hope I hope I get that super storyline. Like give me yeah. give me another storyline. Give me give me me fighting. Ooh, give me give me the fusion saga. Give me the movie yeah. saga. You know, like give yeah. me fight Broly. Yeah. So, you know, and so speaking of ooh, so I got a hot take on mm -hmm. GT because I, I know GT gets all the hate. But I said there's three aspects of GT that I like. I like mm -hmm. ooh being a teenager because yep. I feel like ooh needs to be, he needs, he needs more shine. Mm -hmm. um, I think Baby is a great villain. I don't care what anybody says. He was a yeah, great right. villain for me. And Super Saiyan 4 is by far one of my favorite transformations. Saiyan 4 was, was pretty beast, man. That, that shit was hard. I'm not going to lie. It just got wonky, man. Like with, it did. It did. It, it just got too wonky. I I didn't like that. I really didn't like how they portrayed Trunks and Goten being a. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wow, man, he had so much potential with those characters, and you just kind of like let them be. 
lame. Yeah, well, that's because it was well, it was somebody else that took on that, so it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. So, but it, it, it one thing about GT that people got to say is, if it wasn't for GT, we wouldn't have got super because he because he, uh, uh, he went on to say that like, yeah, I didn't really like the backlash that I was getting for GT, so I had to make it right. So it's yeah. like. We kind of forced his hand, so it was like that's still a good. A good I think uh, he was kind of burnt out back then too. You know, it's yeah. like, and I did all this stuff. I've been working since the '80s, and now it's just like, all right, cool, it's just success. And then you try to hand it off, and they they fuck it up. Yeah. So like, you know, now now the creative juice start flowing again. You know, I I can appreciate that. Sometimes you know you get burnt out from something, and you got to let someone else maybe mess it up for you to get re inspired. Yeah. You know? So. One one thing that I do always um, notice is that once you start working with people, I can immediately tell when you have had your input on it, right? Because then you start seeing like certain things, like graphics in their in their comedy uh, their comedy videos, like oh they didn't have that before, and you're like oh that yeah. was, that that was definitely a was good collab. <laughs> um, but I know that like like so uh, watching like Kevin Hart come up, seeing his whole thing, just his whole thing, and then all of a sudden I'm like man i'm like Kevin, i'm like that looked very was goodish and then he starts seeing the heart he started doing the behind the scenes of uh heartbeat radio and uh i mean heartbeat productions and then i start seeing you in the video i'm like oh okay that makes more sense because i was like man this was a complete change on what i was seeing a couple of months ago so i think that that's dope that like you do have your stamp or you do have your signature that can be recognizable man yeah no it's, it's great I, i'm really thankful that kev even like you know, what pick up a phone call from me, you know, that that's a blessing because he's someone that I used to watch when I was in college and I was like, man, I remember watching uh Paper Soldiers and, and saying like, you know, if I'm gonna be funny, I'm gonna be funny like this guy. You know, I would love to work with this guy. And to be able to do that and connect with them is just like it's like, damn man, this is crazy, man. I remember I used to just watch you and just be like, dang, I wanna be like this dude right here. Yeah. So it's tight. It's tight. And just seeing where he's gone with it, you know, like, you know, for sure anything is possible. Now, was that him reaching out to you or because I know he grabbed, he grabbed a couple of people at first. Yeah. Um, a few years ago. Yeah. He, I was one of the people he reached out to through a buddy of mine that, that trained him, um, boss. And I was making to a group of people to, to work with him. And then, uh, from there, you know, I just kind of like stayed tapped in, in various different ways. Um, I remember one time, one of the things that kind of like helped me out was, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but um, I went to, he was shooting a BT situation with Lil Wayne. It was one of those BT ciphers and they were doing a cipher together. And one of my friends was working um, the, it was kind of, it's called DITs where you can take the footage and congest it in and, and organizes it. So he invited me to the set. I went up there. And um, I was like, yo, I got this idea. I was going to pitch it to Wesley Snipes, but he hasn't responded back. So I pitched him this idea. And I was like, I know you guys are going to be shooting in Hawaii. Batch is going to be shooting something with the rock out there. I'm going to fly out there and shoot it for him. And he was like, oh, yeah, let's do it, man. Let me know. That shit's funny. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, Batch didn't end up shooting anything with the rock. So I just flew myself out there. I flew myself, uh, my girlfriend, and my boy Chris out there to shoot. And that same weekend, Universal flew all my friends, Daystorm, everybody out to shoot something to promote his movie. So I was like, ah, oh, damn. Uh, well, I just spent all this money to come out here. <laughs> and I don't want to get bumped off. So I hit his right man, Wayne. I was like, am I still going to be able to shoot? He was like, yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll fit you in. So, yeah, that's how that happened. And, you know, a project that I didn't think, you know, that I was just kind of putting my own time into ended up doing really well online. And uh, then they called me to the office a few weeks later after that and paid me. I was like, that's tight. You know, that's I definitely make, an unexpected check is always. Yeah, good. I didn't expect to get paid. You know, it was just me like, yeah. this, I want to work with Kevin Hart. I got this idea. He said he's down. I'll figure out how to do it. And, you know, I had no, you know, I had a plan, but I had no plan. You know, I didn't have a cast of people. You know, I was like, yeah, we're going to do, like, this classroom sketch, and I was just going to maybe do, like, a Craigslist situation and call people in to be in it. Right. And um, I ended up being able to use all my friends in the video. Yeah, literally, I, I remember. Yeah, that was dope. And I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, I remember being nervous, too. Like, I hate when I go to a room 
and it's different from how I imagine. Usually, when I go in a room and the, the orientation of the room is flipped, it kind of messes me up. So I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, how am I going to do this? All right, I'm going to put the camera here. I'm going to do this. And then I hear a voice behind me like, is Wes nervous? I turn around, it's Kevin. And I was just like, nah, man, I'm, I'm cool. He's like, huh, nice bandana. And then he walks off and like his whole crew was like giggling. And I was like, damn, all right. So it was, it was tight, man. Now that's dope. Um, I do got a question because now that, that makes me think about, I was uh, listening to an interview and you were saying that uh, when you used to do music videos, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that you regretted or that you thought about in hindsight is that you overpriced yourself. That kind of, that oh, yeah. That kind of, yeah. So moving over into this content creator space, when mm -hmm. did you feel comfortable with, with your pricing? Because I know that once you start having those doubts, then you start having that with everything, no matter what you do. So when did you get, when did you get over that? Well, um, my mom, she's always told me, you know, like, you know, know your value. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, and when you're young, you don't really understand that. You're like, oh, yeah, well, I need to get paid a whole bunch of money. Um, so knowing your value is part of negotiating. So what I started discovering was I'm doing stuff for free anyway. I'm creating content for free anyway. This is what I do. So when brands started hitting me up, I was kind of open to accept what they're willing to pay me at first. And then, you know, it was, you know, like my page wasn't growing as fast as everyone. So, you know, I'm, I'm just listening to conversations of how people are negotiating deals and how much they're getting paid. And I started to discover like, all right, well, I know that my value is to bring quality to your brand. So that's what I'm going to go off of. It's not about the numbers, not about the followers I have. So when brands would approach me, uh, my goal was to always get them to say the number first. Whoever says the number first loses, okay. you know. Um, and that's just negotiation-wise because you don't want to you don't want to overprice yourself. You don't want to underprice yourself because if you say, you know, 3K, they might have been like, oh, shit, we had 10K for this dude, you know. Right. So right. Uh, I started going with the approach of, like, yo, I'd love to work with your brand. What are you guys looking to spend? You know, that way I know what they have in their budget. Oh, we have 5K. All right, well, uh, what do you guys look at? What do you guys want me to do for this much? All right, if you want me to do all of this, this is what it's going to cost. You know what I mean? And that way, wherever we negotiate, well, we have, we could push it about another 3K. We don't have that much. You know what? This is something I was going to do anyway. So most likely, you know, if they were offering me 5K, I would, I could possibly take it. You know, I just take off a bunch of stuff because this is money I wasn't thinking about anyway. You know, like a lot of people, they get tripped up about when the brand hits them up and they're just like, oh man, they're going to pay me this much. They start freaking out and then they, they screw themselves out the deal right. when, it was, when it was something they weren't thinking about in the first place. So if you go on with that, like I was never thinking about it. So I can be willing to lose this. It would be great to have, but I'm willing to lose it. Um, if they're not able to negotiate with me. Okay. Right. So that was, uh, that's one of the things I learned, you know, trying to negotiate. I think and, that, I think that's dope for just even just regular content creators. Cause I know that even in this podcast, podcast realm, um, that's one of the things that we're trying to figure out. You know, we yeah. started, once we started, once the big cons started hitting us up for us to do live podcasts at the conventions and everything, mm -hmm. 
we was just like, all right, so what do we talk here? You know, then we, we got into we got into a weird space. We was like, all right, well, if they just cover hotel and travel, we're good. Like, you know, and yeah. so I'm just trying to figure out, you know, saying. Yeah, drive from the happy medium and don't, don't stress out because, you know, like, money's, money's going to come to those who work hard. And, you know, obviously there's, there's always another hidden agenda on the other end, but you got to kind of figure out what that is. It's like, all right, well, you know, like, let's, let's, let's negotiate. What is going to work best for me? You know, like, as long as I'm able to cover a bill, you know, like I, I wanted to be able to cover bills. That, that was my main thing. This is, this is for me to survive. So, all right, can I cover a bill? Can I cover multiple bills? Can I pay my rent with this? You know, like, it's never about, you know, the come up and it's never about me trying to be rich in that moment. Cause that's not like those, those deals, they come and go, yeah. you know, you're not going to be rich off those, yeah. you know, that wealth, wealth comes when you start investing in, you know, like stocks and invent, you know, like just investments in general, you know, like making your money work for you, making your money, make money. Um, I don't think one off brand deals is the way to do that. Okay. Makes sense. All right, so let's get into some of uh, some of the stuff that you uh, that you put out here in the world. So I know one of the first things that I saw that was like long form content mm-hmm. um, that you did was the couple now couples now series. Couples night. Couples night. I said couples now. Sorry about that. Couples night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> couples now. No couples night series. Sorry about that. Yeah. And that's again a collective of your friends. You know yeah. um, what was so what was it like putting that together? That was. Next to Vine, probably one of the most stressful things I ever did. <laughs> um, couldn't tell, couldn't tell. Yeah, no, uh, Couples and I started out as a sketch between with me, Splack, and Woody. Um, it was just a fun sketch that we shot on the iPhone, and it was really successful back to back to back. We only did three of them. And um, then Facebook, they approached me, and they were like, hey, we're starting to watch series. Do you have anything that you would want to pitch? I was like, I have this series called Couples Night. And they're like, cool. All right. They cut a check and there it was, you know, I could produce, um, it was, it wasn't a really big check, but it was a six month deal to produce an episode every Friday, uh, for like for six months. And I was like, all right, cool. I think we could do this. So I brought a team together and we did it. And it was, it was hard, you know, like trying to take that same model that I did in one location and, make it work it has to be over three minutes proved to be stressful in that first season because you know it was you know it couldn't it couldn't hold people's attention didn't hold my attention so I you know Daystorm Daystorm told me this at the beginning but I was like nah nah it's gonna work just like this trust me and uh what I learned was I had to start making it episodic if it was going to be that long the episodes had to connect and that's where I really see the growth in the episodes uh and, I, and it taught me a ton about just directing for, you know, directing an Instagram sketch or a, a Vine sketch is way different from doing like episodic, an episodic show or a web series. So it forced me to try and figure out different ways on how to direct and, and create and shoot long form. So I was really like studying television shows and really you know, watching it, watching like timing and going through the scripts and writing out my shot list. It was a lot of stuff I was learning just kind of like on the fly. So that was, that was a really like crash course on filmmaking for me. You know, like everything I had learned, there's still levels to it. You know, like filmmaking in general, it's constant unboxing. It's constant learning. Um, There's so many different ways to do different things. So it was, it was tough. It was hard. And I did it for an entire year. You know, I got renewed twice and, um, yeah. each season got better and better. And, um, you know, it showed me where, where, I, where I, where I was at as a director at that point. Was that your first shot at just a, a series? Uh... I want to say, yeah. I mean, like I did, I've done, I want to say, yeah, I want to say that was my first like actual series that I put together, mm-hmm. produced, directed, edited. Yeah. Now, so you said that, so the bulk of that, it was just all you. Yeah. I mean, like it was, and my writers, they came through, they wrote the episodes, but I had to sit there and produce and find the location. Um, I had to, you know, post supervise. I had to post color correct supervise. Um, I had to edit myself. I had to get the music together. I had to find the music. I had to do it 
so much stuff. In the intro was your, was, your, was your guy, right? The intro was um, my boy's daughter. She's a girl. She, her name's Izzy Diggs. She's seven years old now, but she was five at the time. She was just freestyling a song. I was like, yo, can I get that? Can oh. we use that? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we picked this piece of it. Then I hit one of my other friends up, Trevor Wesley. He remixed it. And then for like the final seasons, I got one of my really good friends, Joaquil. He came out and uh, he had a verse on top of that. And they mixed it together, and that was that was a theme song. Yeah, that's dope. See that, and that's where where outsourcing or just like using the people around you comes into. Oh yeah, really, yeah. really heavy play. Yeah. Absolutely, man. You got it. You know, I, you try to I try to find people that are great at what they do in their in their field, better than me. What they do in their field, you know. Um, Put it in the hand let, of the professionals. Yeah, let let their let their light shine on it. You know, like find you know i always try to find people that are great at what they do you know if you do it great cool this is your passion let's put it out there yeah um with with that um i guess the i will go into blash and swift because they're kind of they're this that's what started right yeah 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 so yeah. let's so um i think blash that started first off as just like a instagram skit right yeah just an Instagram sketch, just want to have fun creating a, you know, I was really into like the Flash on CW and I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to create the Flash, man. He's just, Brent Gustin is my Flash too. I don't really like Urza. Oh yeah. Flash. Yeah, big time. Uh, <laughs> you see the crossover of him and Israel? No, that, that was pretty dope though. That was pretty that dope. That was kind of dope. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like the Flash was inspired by the Flash and um, yeah, it was just like, a goofy unaware character that you know sometimes does music but you know he's always trying to hit on a girl but he's just you know not all there and um it did so well i was like all right i want to take this i want to take this serious now and so while i was doing couples night twitter approached me and they're like hey not well not twitter uh, a few different companies approached me and like hey do you have a series you want to do i'm like yes i do I got this character named The Blash, the character named The Blash, and his name's going to be Swift. And I had all this whole world developed for him, and it was going someplace, and then that company would flop, and then it'd go someplace else, and then that company would flop. And then Twitter hit me up, and they're like, yo, we want to do a series with you. We see you're doing Couples Night. And I was like, well, I got the superhero series I've been working on. And they were like, all right, we want to invest in Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Please, it's not broken. <laughs> Is that the new one? Oh man! Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, they invested in it, and I invested some money on my own to get this mask developed for my friend, Freehand Profit, who's been creating masks for years. And I'm like, yo, this that mask is that mask is crazy. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Um, yeah, so like I talk with Freehand, I'm like, yo, listen, I finally, listen, here's the money, you know, I'm putting my own money to do this, I want to create with you, I've always wanted to create with you for years, we've been friends for years, and uh, we just got to working on it, trying to find what shoe we want to use, and um, yeah, so I shot the I shot the trailer, and then that company folded, so, well, their Twitter, what they were doing just ended. Okay. Um, so I shot the trailer and I like I spent I spent I want to say a month or two creating the trailer and I was watching so many movie trailers like how do they pace it out how do they time it out right all right this is how they do it and like what I wrote in the script kind of changed in the edit okay it changed the edit so what I have in that edit right there is not even where I want to go with it either you know like you know as my mind continues to develop and shape things uh you know it just gets better you know so what i want to do is way better than what i've showcased but what i had right there i sat on for about two years two or three years so that's been in my on my hard drive like two or three yeah because i was going around hollywood trying to pitch it i'm like yo that makes sense that makes sense i got and like they're like yo do you have a script with it i don't have a script with it i don't like even though my ideas are there i haven't found the right person or partner to partner up with to write that specific idea so when the quarantine hit i'm like man (laughs) you know what i've shot so much stuff over the past two years i'm just gonna start dropping it yeah starting with this upload (sighs) here it is 
and uh, yeah, that's. I, I mean, you're, you're always going to be your biggest critic because I can tell you from a fan's perspective, um, yeah. seeing it, it didn't look like like it. It got me excited. I'm like, oh yeah, like, like I I thought it was a full fledged. I thought it was so. I thought it was going to be like another Facebook series. So I was oh. like, either way it goes, I'm like, whatever platform he put it on, I'm definitely watching. And yeah. uh, I planned on talking about it on the podcast because you know it's always one of those things. Like I looked at it and I said, this is definitely both cultures. And, and 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 including sneaker culture, like you got, yeah. you have everything blended in. This is hip hop. This is geek culture. This is all blended into one. This is a creator that is in both of those cultures. I was like, yeah, this is definitely something that needs to be championed. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's that's thing. You know, like it's one of those things where I felt like, you know, like I need the I need the approval of the sneaker culture. So I've met with like a lot of sneakerheads. They met with Shoe Surgeon. I met with Flash Garments um freehand profit you know like it needs their stamp of approval one um two hip-hop culture you know it's got to be embedded in the hip-hop culture and then just kind of like this new this new wave of like geek culture that's that's here because nerds is cool now man and you know, that wasn't the case for us back in the day bro <laughs> and i'm just like wow like this is so crazy that being a nerd is is this cool so um, I feel like it it hit all those notes and you know I'm in a small development deal right now with it you know we'll see where it goes yeah. Um, but uh yeah I'm very excited this isn't something that I think I want to star in you know I think I would like someone else to star in it and me to just you know maybe I'll cameo but like really direct it and really just bring it home but one of my homies they're like no bro no yeah. Bro, it's gonna be hard for you not to be in front of him. I know, got you. I know, I know you. I know you're trying to get back behind, but bro, like you, you legit is you. You are good in front of that camera, and everything that like seeing the growth. I know you said that, like when you jumped into it, you you was just you know this class clown jumping into it with the actors. Um, or these comedians, but like when you look at those videos and you see those videos, even like the ones that are rocking out, like, you know, you see the stuff that you did with Batch and the stuff that you did with Melvin and just in general, and then the stuff that you did on your own, this is just like, you're not missing a beat. It's not like, it's like, oh, well, that's, that's, that's what's like, no, it's like, you are up there with, you know, say with that class of people that came from that room. So it's like, I know that you don't want to, but it's like, it's going to be hard, bro. Cause the people, cause people going to miss it. People are going to miss it for sure. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, is, is Kanye still your, your, your top person, man? I know that he, he you said he shaped a lot of your grind. Um, but I know, he, I know he, a lot of people are indifferent on him right now. Um, I'd say, I say yeah, you know, like I still love, I still love his music, and like there's certain things, you know, like politics aside, like the the music and the message behind the music is still the same. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing like spaceship, you know. There's oh, yeah. nothing like thirty hours, you know. Spaceship. When I was working at Walmart, I just related so much to it, and it's like, yo, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> you know, I don't want to work here. I want to do something more. That's hard when you were creative to work a regular nine to five because you just okay. like you look at it as time being missed from your craft. It 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 felt like well, it was even before I was creating it, it felt more like I know I'm meant for something more, you know, than working in layaway or stacking toys up. You know what I mean? And I just didn't know what it what it was. You know, you feel something inside you that's like, yo, like I need to this needs to be every place you know as opposed to just contained in this area and that was the feeling that i'd always be up against with you know working at walmart or working at foot action just trying to like spread that energy i just didn't know how and um, thank god i thank god that i was able to somehow figure it out and i'm still figuring it out right now i've by no means figured it out like i'm just i'm just going you know what I mean? And at some point, you know, like with anybody's career, you just have to just go for it, be willing to fail. And, um, you know, and that's, that's another thing I'm, I'm just kind of like still teaching myself, like be willing to fail. Like, you know, I, I, it may not look like it. And a lot of people tell me, but like, I've had anxiety, I get anxiety posting, you know, I get nervous posting, just, just in terms of like what people think or, 
you know, how it's going to be perceived. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's a scary world. And, like, um, I put on a brave face, you know, and I've got to, you know, like, I've got to, you know, still fight against that daily, you know, to just put stuff out. Like, you know, I love it. You know, this is what I love, you know, and I hope you guys love it too. But at the same time, like, you don't love it. It's cool. You know, like, you got to be okay with that. And it's, it's weird. It's such a weird feeling. No, that's that's the life of just in general when you're in a space of putting stuff out to the world. So I mean, definitely respect that because it's one of those things like people don't understand. You put so much time and work and love yeah. and passion into something, and it can't it could be tore down so fast. Oh so man, okay. you have that with everything that you put out. Even no matter what, no matter how many praises you get, no matter how dope you think it is, you just say, "Ah oh, man, I'm gonna put this out," and then there's gonna be there's gonna be that one comment that's gonna trigger me. There's gonna I'm gonna. Uh. And I'm a well, comments, the comments like negative or, or good, like I don't even clap back anymore. I'm just like, well, you know, I respect your opinion. You know, I, that's, that's where I got with that. But that's uh, like that came from growth because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I used to clap back when I talked to my girl. They'd be like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, well, they're talking trash, man. I don't know what they talk about. Yeah. You know, uh, you got to be able to accept people's opinions. Yeah. Um, so what's your what's your what's your Moby Dick? What's your what's your your white well that you like? This is what I would love. This would be my dream project. Um, Swift is one of them. Swift okay. is definitely up there. Um, I just, I would love to just create superhero content. I would love to create. I I do have a movie that's that I want Melvin to star in. Um, and we're just in the process of it right now. I can't say too much about that one. I, but I, I already that, know that. You ain't got. You ain't got to say that's, it. <laughs> that's one of them. Um, I want to talk to Melvin too, man. I, his growth has been impressive. His growth is his growth has been amazing. Me and Melvin, we used to like we used to go at it because we're all in like this big group chat of you know just like everyone we create with, and me and him, we'd had many fallen outs, but then you know we come back together and create, and like watching his growth watching him and Clarity's growth has been like really amazing just how they turned out as men uh has been really dope you know and like our relationship has grown over the years so that's dope, that's that's a dope one to see um but yeah directing movies I've been shadowing on shows so I worked recently with Matthew Cherry um who just won for Hair Love okay uh so I shadowed on him on on the new Saved by the Bell uh that was a dope experience so directing television is one of the things that's on the on the list of things to do doing features for sure um and outside of that i think those those are the main goals right now direct television and directing features um and you know getting your foot in that door it's you know it's about planting those seeds and hoping that they're going to blossom or wait until they blossom yeah. and i've been doing that for like a few few years now since i, I want to say like since 2016 been shadowing on different sets um different directors and just learning right. so much to learn so many so many skills to learn yeah definitely man we definitely want to see you in those spaces yeah so what we do we got two 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 questions that we'll end it out with um so we do what a, a segment called top five right where we just kind of rank top five and depending on what it is so for you because of your love for dragon ball uh top five characters in dragon ball for you uh trunks be, do you want me to say why or just go top five? I'll say why. Say why. I think Trunks because he uh, he's the kind of like, I feel like he's the MacGuffin of Dragon Ball. He's the turning point on why Dragon Ball Z continued on. Like, if you didn't have future Trunks, like, shit would end and be a wrap. Regardless if there's, like, two different timelines. He's the, he's the reason why shit continued on. Because you would add Super Saiyan Goku, then he'd add a heart attack, and then yeah. Super Saiyans would be a wrap. Um, Gohan, because I feel like, honestly, you know, playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, it showed me, like, we really, we really grew up with him yeah. and everybody. Well, I mean, we grew up with Goku, but, like, his story and, you know, his growth in general, uh, to be his own person was just, it was just a great story. I don't like how his adult life went, but, right. you know. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you, like, even with the adult life? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, he got a dope daughter. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and dope wife. Uh after that I'd probably go with Goku just on GP, you know, like I just gotta go with him. Uh just cause his his grind. Uh I started really liking Vegeta 
a lot lately. You know, you've got to have Vegeta in every story, I feel like. You know, someone that goes against the grain. Um, and just kind of like, Vegeta is, Vegeta's a fucked up, you know, but I still love him just because, like, he's so determined to, 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 to chase after someone. You know, you always got to have someone you chase after. I feel like we all have someone that we look at and we're like, oh, yeah, I'm about to pass them. I've got to pass them. You know, it's, it's a race. Um, and then the fifth one would have to be Uh, I'm just going to say uh, Krillin, just because he, he, he's he's corny, but, you know, you got to have that friend that's that's there just to boost you up, you know, that... I that, mean, he uh, literally boosts Goku up. Goku, most of his major transformations came because Krillin got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, you know what, fine. Let's just, just throw him in there. All right, so this is going to be a top five for the film nerds, because I always want to try to get one in your respective field um so from film from the sim, cinematic space mm-hmm. five films that you love based off of shot like how it was shot based off of how it was shot yep because i know because i know because i know as a director and as that person from there you look at movies from a different a different eye and i know that you yeah. have that eye you're looking at how things are shot Okay, um, I actually have a movie poster of like top 100 films. I'm still like breaking them down. But off of recent memory, uh, the guys that I really bang with, and this is a no, no order at all. Um, let's go Guy Ritchie. Okay. Nasty with it. I just watched Fight Club again. And I'm just like, bro, like some of your shots, man, things that you're doing with the camera, crazy, still holds up today. Um, Christopher Nolan. Um, I love his storytelling and, you know, what he's done with a lot of his films, you know, it's always going to be right. So I'm really excited for Ted. Edgar Wright, um, I think just, you know, I've had a chance to talk with him a few times, you know, via social media and he's given me some great pointers. I just want to know how, you know, he does what he does. Um, Robert Townsend, uh, I like him a lot you know i can't name a specific movie in general but like just he's I, the first black superhero i've ever seen was meteor man you know what i mean so like yeah you know that maybe that may be the first one for me as well yeah and that one right there you know like his big inspiration behind swift along with you know a lot of other films but you know like a lot of the things i do i'd like to create you know black heroes right um and the last one, the last director I would go with that directs great films to me. Hmm. Oh, it's gotta be what's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be like, I like his stuff, you know? It is. You gotta be, you gotta be a fan of your own stuff. Right. <laughs> All right, that's dope, dope. Respect both of those lists. Okay, and so the last thing, just for, uh, we always end out all of our episodes with a recommendation that we think listeners should uh, check out, whether it's going to be music, whether it's going to be a comic book, an anime, some type of content, whatever the case may be. So for our listeners, what type of recommendation would you give them? Um, I'd recommend, right now what I'm into really is like reading. Mm-hmm. and financial literacy i think as creators we do not pick up on financial literacy you know we're we're just so into creating and then then somebody else worry about our finances or you know worry about finances last or just you know have finances as something that we worry about in general yeah and uh, i think it's really important to read um rich dad poor dad okay. um, i feel like that book really changed my life um, just in terms of how I think about finances, how I save my money, how I spend my money. Um, and I think, you know, when you're going for your goal as a creator, as a director, you know, have some money to decide to invest in your own projects. You know, um, I think that's super important because um, the creativity is never going to go away. But really understand financial literacy because there's a lot of times, you know, I could have. I could have been a millionaire by now, honestly, truly, you know, 
if I would have understood like some of the things that I'm reading about today, you know, um, thankfully I'm, I'm still in a great spot, um, to achieve that. But I think that was one of the most important things that I was missing in my repertoire of things when it came to creating, making money and then spending money. Cause I was just, I'd get it and I spend it. All right, let's, let's go here. Let's, let's go to Hawaii. Let's, you know, like, as opposed to putting to the side, reinvesting in my own project, like what I did with Swift, that was a reinvestment in money into my own project to get what I wanted. I wanted to get a good color corrector. I wanted to get the mask. I wanted to get it edited right. I wanted to get the music. I paid for all of it, you know? So, um, yeah, that's what I was All right, dope, dope, dope. All right. Well, um, as always, man, this is the Geek Set. The only place that blend hip hop culture and geek culture together. Yeah. We just spent time with us, man. I appreciate you so yeah. much, bro. Absolutely, you. man. Thank you, bro. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on the internet, every place. What's good? Uh, new clothing line dropping soon. Good news apparel. I gotta get you some. Man, definitely, definitely. I, I get you some. I got, we gotta give you some of our apparel too. We got our we got our no dubs collection that we do is kind of anime inspired. Okay. Oh, the line, and, and um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get you some. I'm gonna get your information and get all what all I need to get to you. Absolutely, absolutely, man. But yeah. thank you for having me, man. It's been dope, man. I can't wait to hear the podcast. No, definitely, man. I appreciate you so much, bro. Oh yeah, man. Take care, bro. You too. Peace. Peace.